0: here we are i'm looking a little bit fuzzy i'm gonna have to have to play with that a little bit
1: yes you do look a little fuzzy yeah
0: yeah you know what it is is because we decided we were going to wear our national champion baylor shirts and we 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 both we both have them today (laughs) And, and the thing is they're green shirts and when you put green shirts in front of a green screen it kind of kind of oh. throws it throws it off a little bit.
1: Oh, is so, that what's happening? Okay. Well, so, I, I I can't. I'm going to have to do the show like this.
0: Yeah. So so I'm gonna I'm gonna pl- play with it a little bit while while we're talking. But uh, yeah, we're, we're we're both pretty proud of our Baylor Bears, and and you especially because you got uh, you got a, a direct connection with the kiddos. Well, yes,
1: yes, yes. Uh, two. Well, all three either two graduated from there and one is currently there, but two got to be there. Two were students when we won the national championships. That was great. But I have to say my shirt came from as your special.
0: We, 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 we have a mutual and a, and a, a, a personal connection. And that's my sister uh, who lives in Indianapolis, uh, North of Indianapolis. She lives in Carmel, Indiana, and she has been working uh, with uh, several of the sports teams in the Indianapolis area for a number of years. And one of those is with Lucas Oil Stadium, which hosted the national championship. And so she was there for all of the playoff games uh, in the NCAA uh, 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 tournament and in Indianapolis. And afterwards, she said, I'm going to send you some shirts. And so she sent some shirts to me, and she sent an extra one for Vaughn, uh, and also, while you can go into any sporting goods store and buy a Baylor National Champion t-shirt, the ones that we are both wearing came directly from Lucas Oil Stadium right there where the final finals were were. Yep. were done. So yay, go Bears! <laughs> go Bears,
1: that's fun, and I love that my shirt is compliments of your daughter. I love that she was there, and I'm gonna wear it today. Out, I was wearing it. I was wearing other shirts that we had gotten, you know, when we were out and about, like you were just saying. And yep. hadn't I hadn't had one on in a few in a couple of weeks now, so I'm gonna sport this shirt around today.
0: And and she is coming to visit for Father's Day, so oh. she will, she'll be here over the weekend. And when we are finished with this show, I will forward it to her, and she will probably watch it. And so, hi Kathy, and. Hi, thanks Kathy. Her- Thanks for the shirts.
1: Thank you so much. <laughs> it was such a surprise. I, I met Stuart. Was it yes day before yesterday? Uh, yesterday. Yep. Yeah. We had a we had a pickup spot <laughs> for me to pick <laughs> up. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> where that's where the deal, the deal went down here in Starwood over at the community center.
0: Right. Right. It. 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 And and as I told Vaughn yesterday, it was harder to get into her her housing complex, I think it would have been easier to break into Fort Knox.
1: It's ridiculous.
0: Than yeah. it was to, to get in. I, I waited for a while, and I could see her. I could see her up by the uh, the, the clubhouse, uh, you know, and I'm just, I'm waiting to get to the gate to say to the guy, hey, I'm just going to drop off something to that young lady up there. And, all. and so he finally, he finally waved me through.
1: They're, you know, they're nice guards we're in a gated community and I, you know, I really love our guards. They're really great. They're nice. They, they really take good care of the residents, but you know, there are times where it's just very, you know, you know, kind of um, just uh, time consuming to get in and out of, out of the hood over here. Um, I told you, I told you Stuart back in the day when I was carpooling when I had little ones, if I had friends that lived outside of our neighborhood, and then I would tell them where I lived, they would say, you know what, we don't want to be in your carpool because we can't get, in <laughs> you can't get in and out of your neighborhood because the line backs up because the guards stop everybody and ask why, why. But I do love yeah. our guards, but I apologize. And I, I could see your car coming through slowly because you had told me what you, and I just was sitting there thinking, why didn't I just step out? Of the you know the compound here.
0: <laughs> yeah, actually, from from where you were, you probably could have walked out to, to my car in oh, the I, line at the guardhouse. Oh, I know, I and all, and done it, and then I could have made a a U E and gotten out of there. I,
1: I wasn't even thinking; I didn't, I didn't. The thought process didn't work that fast. But anyway, the deal went down. The deal went down, and I love my shirt. So That's thank right. you. Thank you. Yep. And,
0: and the guards are just doing their job.
1: They're just doing it, and
0: and. And I, I unfortunately I was sitting behind several pickup trucks that obviously were workers going in to do some work in the community, and they all have to stop and and register at the guardhouse.
1: Yeah, yeah, but, you know, yeah, yeah. At least, I,
0: at least the air conditioning was working.
1: <laughs> so, at least the air conditioning was working, but and I know this might come into our conversation today, but you know the air conditioning is working, but we have all been asked. To turn it, turn our ACs oh, up, and up
0: and
1: conserve, and this and that. And you're seeing already, you're seeing funny posts on Facebook about that.
0: And and actually, uh, there were a couple of, of posts on uh, next door in my community yesterday. People were saying, uh, "Did anybody have a temporary uh, power power outage yesterday or something?" Because sometimes we get to that o- over pushing the grid, and so it kind of Forces a, a temporary shutdown of, of the air, which, which we all have to expect. It's going to happen again uh, because everybody wants their air conditioning, and when everybody wants it at the same time, it puts a little bit of a, a stress on the system, and so sometimes it over, over, uh, it blows the fuse.
1: Yeah, but you know, yes. <laughs> You know, I'm sitting here. I just, I'm a, Phil and I, it's just one of our arguments. I am, I am constantly bumping it down and he is coming around behind me and bumping it up. And, you know, it's just, um, I, I like it and I need it to be cool and all conserve to a certain degree. But they were asking us to do things. Did you read all about that? Just, you know. No, I, I didn't. I, I, I don't have it in front of me. It made national news this morning
0: we uh, telling everybody to turn their their thermostats up to like seventy five or, yeah. well, or seventy eight or something. No
1: more than that. Like it's what is air aircot? How do you pronounce it? Aircot? Air-Cot? Air-Cot? Um Let me see. If, let me see if I can pull it up while okay. we so I can have some facts. But
0: yeah, well, you know, just just like like what happened uh, in the winter time when they were pushing the, the heating grid. Uh, and, and that, that, you know, forced all of us to, to do without, uh, without heat and electricity, uh, for sometimes, you know, 20, 20 minutes on the hour. Uh, and, and I don't doubt that, that, that could happen again, not only in our community, but around the country where you get this extreme heat and people want to run their air conditioning and the power companies are going to say, listen, we're going to have to start to limit the, uh. The, the the power out the, the power and so everybody's going to have to uh conserve in one way shape or form or we're just going to have to shut it down for a while which means the house is going to now heat up to the 90s and when the air goes back on it's going to be even pushing your system even harder to get it cool again
1: yeah i just don't understand why and i mean i just don't know but why is it that they're not they this is Texas. It's always been Texas. We always get hot. What, why is it we're not prepared for the heat? This happens every year, so I don't understand why. And again, that's just my.
0: It's you know I don't I understand because I don't know. Is, is, so explain it, it to me. But. That have something to do with pre-planning. I mean, you know, like like you said, you know. Excuse me. Come on, go away, go away. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's part of pre-planning. You know, we, 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 we're, ta- we're talking a little bit today about uh, climate control, uh, you know, and, and uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, global warming and all of this. This ain't, this ain't a new issue. It's been accelerating a lot over the last couple of decades, but this is not a new issue that we're going through and you would think that the power companies would say hey you know what there's going to be a lot more need for for uh, electricity so we better start pumping up our ability to to output plus the fact that like where we live in the last 10 years we've gone from 75,000 people to over 200,000 people in one decade well you got to keep up with that with the roads and with all of the, the amenities and, and services that you have to offer. You need more police and fire people. You need more emergency vehicles to take care of, uh, of things, and you need to upgrade those power grids. You fall behind, and you're always going to be playing catch-up. And like I said, then that's what puts us in the position where uh, – even though your thermostat is set at 72 if it's 98 degrees outside your your air conditioning system is going to push it and push it and push it and maybe it'll get your house cool to 80 but you're probably not going to see that 72
1: no i, I and the uh, and if you have a two story house just double that upstairs i mean it's right yeah i don't get it and when we first started kind of talking about it in our family group text, cause you know, our kids are you know, not li- well, anyway, Matthew's not here, but we, you know, that was kind of our response to it was just c- kind of, and it seems like a lot of people on Facebook are saying the same thing, like, get your act together. You know, Eric, Air- how do you pronounce it? Ericot, E, Ercot, Ercot. I think so, yeah. Whatever, get your act together. You know, we're Texas, this is Texas. It's it's for a hundred years. It's been you know. And you know, why again? Why why are they not prepared for this? And then you know now we're going to have what rolling blackouts because of it. And then it's like, to your point, then it's going to have their, the system. I'm assuming is going to have to work that much harder to regenerate and get everything back up and running. And I just don't understand it. And they didn't really offer, at least not that I read. Maybe there is one out there an explanation. They just say concern. Can you know? A
0: you know and it seems to me that in the spring and in the fall before you get into the extreme cold or the extreme heat seasons that's when you should be working on all of this to be to be trying to 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 put a band aid approach right now or try to to in, improve it now is the wrong time you're going to have to wait until we get into September, October, November, December when it cools off that's when you need to start working on the heating system for the, the winter and then in the spring start working on that that air conditioning systems for 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 the summer. Yeah. I mean maybe maybe I'm just being too logical. I don't know. I thought I thought it's logic, but you know th- their answer always is well, you know, it's going to cost millions and millions and millions of dollars and who's going to pay for it? Well, looks like your heating and air conditioning bill is going to go up and up and up in order to do it.
1: Yeah, it's like I I I don't understand with like with modern technology why we are not why they're not capable of continuing to provide you know this, their service without having us cut back tremendously. Not just you know uh, you know I don't understand why they're not. They, I don't I just don't get it. Is 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 it saving them money? Is this like a stress? Is this like a Revenue kind of strategy on their end. I I don't know because I don't I think that in today's world in today's times we should be able to provide You know energy to certainly a population of of this size and compared comparison to other parts of the country And we're texas again. We should be prepared you would think I the whole thing to me And you can see the feedback that they're getting is confusion anger frustration. It's you know,
0: um well part 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 of it is i hate to use the word greed but but part of it too is that if they in fact are saying please everyone set your thermostats to 75 if everybody would do it it might help the situation but there's just too many people out there that say well that's okay let 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 those other people do it i want mine set at 70 and also i'm going to push my air conditioning system or when you you call carrier and you say i want to replace my medium sized unit with a super sized unit so that i don't have to deal with this i maybe that's a solution too but we as a society are facing what none of us want to acknowledge and that is we are on a, on a super fast track to, to burning us, ourselves out uh, with, this, with, with climate control and, and uh, with this global warming. We, we've heard plenty about it. And I don't know whether you've ever taken, I, you ever get these surveys that, that, that says, uh, you know, of these 10 items, uh, please rate them in order of which is the most important to you. And almost everybody, number one is healthcare, you know, and number two is uh, uh, equal pay for the for the for for men men and women. And you go down the list, and all of a sudden, down there around number seven, eight, nine, or ten is uh, global warming and 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 those environmental issues. I don't think that we are getting as passionate about it as we should be. Our kids seem to be. They're the ones that are out there protesting about the fossil fuels and promoting wind wind uh, uh, turbine energy and solar energy and trying to do away with the fossil fuels. Uh, it's 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 maybe my, in my generation, you know, we we grew up without air conditioning uh, when we when we were kids. I remember air conditioning in our house was a fan in the window in the kitchen. And my mother would open up the refrigerator, and yeah, it would make the it would make the electric bill go up a little bit. But sometimes you'd open up the refrigerator, and we would sit in the kitchen in the evening, and my sister and I would do the homework on the kitchen table with a fan blowing past the open refrigerator in order to get a little bit of a cool in the room. And that was called air conditioning in those days.
1: It's a great idea. You know,
0: to, you know and, and honestly as, as, as almost humorous as that sounds, those were the steps that you took when you didn't have this electrified air conditioning. Now I just saw an ad for something that's about the size oh, about the size of a bread box, a little larger than a bread box and you can supposedly plug this into your outlet and I don't know what it's what it's made of, but it can cool a room they say in 10 minutes uh with, with some kind I don't know what what the makeup of this box is but now people are gonna go out and they're gonna start getting some of these alternate ways of cooling. Uh I mean I have a fan. It's a little fan. You push the button and it goes on and it, it makes some air. But it ain't air conditioning but it helps. But you know we I I, I was looking over when we started talking about what we were going to, what we were going to talk about little by little every year, the, the temperature on earth is going up. And while it says maybe only a third of a degree per decade, doesn't sound like an awful lot, does it? But they started comparing statistics back in 1850. And what that means is today, it's about five to six degrees warmer than it was 100, 150 years ago. And it just continues to grow. So that means on a day like today when it's 95 in, in, in Texas, you know, a couple of decades ago, it was maybe only 90. Well, that doesn't sound like an awful lot. But day after day after day, it, it, it gets hotter. And it means you want to push your air conditioner more in order to get cool. Now you have an advantage, Vaughn. You open up your back door and go jump in the pool to to to, to yeah. cool off a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and and a lot of people are doing that that live in, in gated communities or in, in HOA communities. They've got the pools drive by those pools. They are there's almost you can't even see the water because there are, are, are people. Uh, in the major cities, I don't know, you remember growing up back in, in New Jersey, they used to go out in the street and open up the, the fire, fire, uh, uh, uh ho, um, uh, fire plugs,
1: fire hydrants,
0: uh, fire hydrants. Yeah. Let the water spray. And we used to run around in the water as kids, or you'd put on the sprinkler and run, run through the water and the sprinklers, anything to cool off. But you know, today we want our air conditioning and all, but yeah, no,
1: I, I hear you. I mean, you know, it's, it's interesting because you do sometimes think about like even here in Texas, we used to average maybe about four or five years ago. I looked at the statistic on this and it was at that time about they would, they said we would get about four to five snowfalls a year in, in the Dallas area. Not yeah. Texas, I shouldn't say Texas in the Dallas, Fort Worth area. And you know, we haven't had that in years. Our winters have been very mild. So right. I, do see, um, I do see some of that happening. I, I, I wonder what we can do. And I, I shouldn't say I wonder because I know there's a lot out there that we can do to help slow this down, I guess. And that's something maybe that needs to, I think the facts really need to be brought to people's attention because I think a lot of people just poo-poo that theory of global warming and all that. They don't really, you know, consider it to be real. And I think if more facts were brought to the forefront, people were educated on it, taught, or, you know, kind of, you know, given advice on how they could maybe do their part in, in, in slowing the, 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 Of the progression of global warming, yeah. I think that that's something that should be certainly, and I know that it is very much discussed. I mean, it's it's a hot topic, (laughs) no no pun intended,
0: (laughs) (laughs) right? Yeah, this is a very hot topic,
1: (laughs) yeah. (laughs) You know, but I have to say, I'm sitting here, I'm guilty of it as well. I mean, I'm not going to put my I'm not going to put my AC up to 78 because to your point, if it's 90 something outside, your 78 is going to be up feel like in the eighties. So it just doesn't balance out. Right. And then again, like I said, we're downstairs, the kids are upstairs. That's even worse. Yeah. You know, and and you can't really have it go down at nighttime either because, you know, you wake up, it's, it doesn't get really much cooler here. I mean, you know, and so you wake up and you're hot and you know, (laughs) So I don't know. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. A lot of people will follow this, this rule of putting your you know, your thermostats up or whatever, and, and then a lot of people will not. And so I don't know what to expect from it. If we have some kind of overload, I guess we'll have to do some kind of rolling blackout again. I don't know. <laughs> Here we go again.
0: You know, and again, the, the, the experts, and I think rightly so, they're pointing the finger at us. Uh, we have, uh, you know, over the years, uh, we get in our cars, you know, I, I you know, when, when we had a little bit of a gas, uh, uh crisis going back, I guess it's a decade ago or so they were promoting carpooling, telling people, you know, instead of, instead of everybody driving themselves to work, carpool, get four or five people together in that car, because that would mean less, less admissions. It would mean, uh, Uh, you know, less cars on the highway and, and some people wrap their arms around it. And a lot of other people said, "Eh, okay, that's for somebody else, but not for me. It's true. It's true. When, you know, you realize when you're driving down that highway and you're not rolling at the speed limit, it's start and stop and start and stop. And what is that doing? That's causing more emissions from the vehicles that are on the, on the road. those emissions add up to heat and that's what keeps our our outside temperatures high we're mandated i think by the year 2050 or something that almost all of the new cars that are being produced are going to be electric uh you know that they're trying to get away from the use of of uh of petroleum to to make gasoline to to operate our vehicles well that's a step in the right direction Tesla certainly is the one, one car manufacturer that is made, made, you know, it more synonymous. It's just everybody saying, well, I'm not going to get an electric vehicle because you know, until they got enough places to plug in to recharge, you know, in the country, but I think it's a right move to move in that direction. That, that more and more manufacturers will do electric cars. We are using power. Faster today than at any other time in our in our history, and 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 it's accelerating. Uh, one of the charts that I had, I don't know if I still still have it. Yeah, I don't know whether this will show up on the screen. Yeah, you see you see the chart. Yes. Right right over here. No, this this side. Right here. This is this has been our our power usage. Over the last fifty years, it kind of goes up and it goes down. It goes up and it goes down. And in the last ten years, look what happened. It's going almost straight up.
1: And where is that?
0: This is this is nationally, all over, all over uh, uh, our country. The 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 dependence and use of of fuel and all is just skyrocketing. Could
1: it, could it be also factor in po- uh, growth and population?
0: It's 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 the rise of the climate change, in in in, in all just kind of
1: due to due to man made heat. Is that what you're saying?
0: Well, it's it's not only man made issues, but it's also uh, nature uh, increase in you know La Nina and El Nino and all of those uh, hurricanes and heat waves. Uh, these wildfires out west. That we've gone through in, in California, Oregon, where millions of acres have 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 burned. Well, it's a cycle. It's been too dry. There hasn't been enough moisture to protect the grounds. When any of these fires start, they spread. That also puts pollutants in the air, which spread across the country, and all. And it's it's it, it just
1: right. So it's a combination of. And I guess I should have said human-induced uh, and natural
0: causes yeah. that,
1: that are, yeah, uh, you know, um, that are affecting the I'm, warmer
0: climate. Part of, part of, part of. I think what what science is trying to tell all of us is there are certain things that we can do as human beings to to uh, uh, adjust this rampant uh, uh, global warming but there are also things we can't control. For instance, the Earth rotates every 24 hours. The axis that the globe is on moves slightly, ever so slightly every year, okay? What that means is, you notice my fingers up at the top? If it, if it tilts slightly every year, more sun is getting to the glacier areas of our globe, which is melting the glaciers. It's I mean, it's a process that's it's it's almost fascinating. If you go to the Discovery Channel or National Geographic, there are some programs about this, and I encourage people to watch them from time to time because you're going to learn something, folks. And that is that as these glaciers melt and all, where is the that, that that ice that's that's centuries and centuries and centuries old. Where's it going to go? It goes into the water. The water table rises and the east coast of, of, of the United States, for instance, New York City, down the Jersey shore, and all those shorelines are starting to sink into the ocean because of the of the access of the of the globe. That water level is invading and, and eroding some of those beaches on the west coast those beaches are going to start getting bigger and bigger and bigger because there's going to be more of it it's something we can't stop there's just no way that we can we can we can stop it so we have to deal with it and we have to try and control it the best way that that we can uh for instance we all water our lawns to keep our grass from dying well some people don't even bother and eh, let mother nature take care of it. it it'll be dry until it rains except if somebody's walking by and flicks that cigarette and hits that dry lot or whatever and it and it starts to burn it's going to be a problem for everybody in the area i I don't want to make this into yeah. such a doom and gloom type of a type of a show but it's something that I don't think that we we, we think about enough, and we all have to conserve in a lot of ways. We just went through a pandemic, and a lot of people were laid off from work or, uh, or had to cut back, uh, and we all had to learn how to conserve a little bit during the times when all the grocery stores weren't, weren't open, the restaurants weren't open, and we, we maybe didn't have that cash flow going the way we, we wanted it to. So what did we do? We adjusted our lifestyle. Well, this is something this is another area of our lifestyle that we have to start to look into.
1: Well, you know, I mean obviously the the topic has been going on for a while but I just think depending on who you're talking to and what you're reading, some people buy into the whole theory, other people don't. And so I don't think that you have you know, it's it's certainly not a topic that's being embraced or even taken seriously, really, by a good majority of our population. And if, in fact, our population, not just natural causes, but human induced causes, is part of the problem, then that's where we really need to spend a lot of time right now, is bring, again, trying to bring this topic to the forefront and trying to educate people on the topic. Because, you know, I can't say that I'm an expert on the topic by any means. But I do, you cited two resources that I would recommend as well because I find them to be reputable sources, which is the Discovery Channel, National, National Geographic. I, I would be yeah. careful, you know, again, you know, I would be careful where you seek out your facts. And I think that those are two very good sources that can help explain the situation. And I think it is real to some degree. And I think that we do need to do our part in 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 getting control of it i don't know that we, we we can't reverse the effects of global warming but we can certainly i'm sure help slow down the the you know the progression of it but i think that that's something that, you, know, you, you do hear a lot of tongue in cheek kind of oh global warming oh global warming you know people kind of roll yeah, their eyes about
0: at that it. again
1: yeah people kind of roll their eyes at it and, and and you know and and when an energy company comes out like air cotton puts this mandate out there, it's not really a mandate, it's a strong recommendation, you know, offer, and maybe they did, maybe I missed it, but offer, that's your time. That that could have been used as a, a good time to, not only are we asking you guys to cut back on your energy usage over the next few days, put your thermostats up to whatever, use that as a time. You've already captured our attention by asking us to do something that you know we're gonna be reluctant to do, but you you just have captured our attention, educate us. You've got our ear, you've got our attention. Explain to us, not maybe just locally why we're doing this, but give us in a nutshell, the broad picture. Make us want to look into this, make this about us, Personally, so that we will go in and look into this and go to those sources that might be able to offer us more information on this topic.
0: You're 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 right, and and it is and it is uh, has a lot to do with education, and we either have to be proactive, and and trying to find those resources. Uh, NASA is one of them because NASA is operating satellites all over the globe that are charting weather patterns. Uh, and global warming and climate control issues, and sending information back, and and they have they they need to be educating the public more about what they're finding too, and we have to be be more proactive in 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 reading it. I mean, people would rather pick up a People magazine to see what their 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 favorite stars are doing rather than trying to find out what they can do to maybe make uh, life a little bit more bearable. Uh, you know, case in point. Uh, we all know that 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 trees uh, feed on sunshine, and they also emit oxygen, which is helpful for for all of us. So they always say to plant trees and plant shrubs and, and everything because it's good for the environment. Well, the the opposite side of that is when there is a fire and it wipes out forest after forest. It's going to take you know, decades and decades for any trees that are planted to mature enough to replenish what that fire took away from us. Example, we just went through one of the worst winters in northern Texas that, they, that they've that they had on record. It killed...
1: I, I wouldn't know. I was down in Florida.
0: Well, yeah, I know. You were on a beach someplace in Cancun. Sipping sipping drinks.
1: No, I was, well, I was there, but that, that was when I was in Marco. And remember, we were the only little spot. Are you are you talking about the, the big freeze?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, you I missed it.
1: The map, <laughs> on the map it was hysterical. We were the only little section in all of I think, I don't know, at least North Texas, I don't yeah. know how that didn't have the weather.
0: I'm gonna send you the video. Okay. Um but <laughs> What it did was it destroyed a lot of the greenery that we have yes. in our in our gardens. Yes, it did. Uh, the hawthorns, uh, particularly, uh, uh, some of the uh, 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 the Leland cypresses have have suffered. Well, now we're faced with we've got to take those trees and bushes out and try and replace them with new. Yep. Uh, wasn't our fault. That was Mother Nature. That dropped those temperatures so far below normal uh, for a consistent period of time that unless people had plenty of cover to put over their their uh, lands- landscape and and bushes and flowers to save them, they were lost. I've already taken a half a dozen out in my in my property, and we just had a landscaper came by to tell us what what maybe we can do to to replace it at an affordable, you know, um, amount. And naturally, a lot of the plants that were put in many, many years ago seemed to survive under the normal temperatures that we had. But when we had an abnormal winter, some of those plants just could not take those, that kind of cold and the snow and the ice, but that's true. If 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 the temperatures get too cold, even in the more tropical climates, uh, it will kill palm trees and some of those lush flowers that you that you enjoy in those uh, uh, areas also.
1: Yeah, I have a friend, by the way. I was just walking with her this morning. I got my quick workout in before the show, and she had a, her landscaper come just yesterday to replant. To dig out all that she had lost, she lost a lot in her front beds. I think it's funny to me because I've been looking at a lot of what was lost here in our neighborhood, and a lot of it depended on kind of where your plants or whatever trees were located. Because I think the wind, you know, had a play a part in it, and you know, it was it on was it next to a warmer wall next to your house, what, so it was kind of a real hit or miss. We got- well, if it was
0: on the if it was on the north side of your yeah. house, yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot more was lost there because that's the shaded side, uh-huh. And, uh-huh. and that stayed in the in the in the cold longer. Yeah, if you were on the southern side, even though it was cold out, the sun came out, and the sun would give enough warmth to keep those plants intact. Yeah,
1: so- uh, we we actually fared pretty well and got pretty lucky we when we got back things you know and things started to turn brown and look dead you know we we took them up we took we took clippings of everything that we thought were was in danger up to our local nursery and they they recommended we just sit back and sit tight and see what and we actually things are coming back now we cut everything down and cut everything but most of our things are coming back with the exception of some stuff in the front that we did rip out. And put. so we didn't have a big deal to, we didn't have a big situation to deal with. My friend who I was walking with this morning, unfortunately did. And she just put $2,000 into her, just her front beds in into what she lost and had to replant. Yeah. So it was an expensive hit by mother nature for sure. Um, and, and the it, other
0: thing too, is that you want to, you want to try and replace maybe with some of the same plants or some other plants. And the problem is the nurseries are having a devil of a time trying to get product for for you to buy. Uh, Some of the builders are hoarding uh, as many plants as they possibly can because in their new builds, when they're building these new homes, Part of it includes the landscaping, and they want to have landscaping for these these new builds. So those of us that want to go in and add flowers or or plants or 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 bushes or trees to our property to replace old ones, sometimes you gotta you gotta look and look and look and look to try and find something to replace with. But hey, that's, yeah. that's like the old toilet paper situation during COVID. You know, you, you had to wait and wait and wait. And you started yeah. using brands you never thought you'd, you'd use.
1: Never a dull moment. You're right. Never a dull moment. I tell you, well, I, I, I think it's, you know, when you said you wanted, it's so funny when, whenever we, you know, I just find it interesting because you know, you and I, we are a kind of a, well, we're a talk show that talk that where we talk about just anything and everything under the sun again, no pun intended for this particular show topic <laughs> but you know what it does is it just it's interesting to me because i don't give a lot of thought to global warming i just you know i well, that,
0: you, we we are just two people that that we're not experts on almost anything that we talk about we're just lay people that are saying why is it this way and what can we do about it well
1: and it? but it generates conversation and i think for me I, I now hopping off this show, I, I just have more consider. I don't know that I have a great deal more knowledge on the subject, but I certainly have, you know, more consideration to the topic. And I, I, I've never been one to think that it's not real. I just don't know to the extent, you know, that it is a situation. And I, I believe it to be one for sure. I think really. What I gather from just even talking with you is that it needs to be it is out there. Don't get me wrong, I know it's out there, but I mean just in, a, in a, put it out there in a more productive manner. Like I said, use opportunity to educate and, and that's and you had talked about it earlier in the show, if you're listening to this show, go hop on to one of those reputable you know, websites, National Geographic, like you said, Discovery Channel. I, again, I'd be careful where you go. Because um, you could hear all, kinds well,
0: yeah. There's a lot of misinformation, papers, everything yeah. out there. Yeah, but but uh, as that's I say, great. National Geographic. Uh, uh, there there was a discussion about uh, the Goddard Space uh, Center it has been doing a lot of research over the years uh, on on global warming and all, as well as NASA. Uh, and, and you know, it's 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 worth it to be a little bit more proactive. And, and sometime just just see what you can do. Take a look at your own property and, and see, you know, am I wasting water that's that is a valuable commodity? Is there something that maybe if I put a tree or something over here, it would create more shade on my house that will now keep the temperatures down so I don't have to run my air conditioner as hard? Sometimes it can be be relatively cost effective and simple fixes and all, but you have to know what they are and and share that information with your, your neighbors and, and learn about it by Googling it online.
1: Yep. Absolutely. I mean, it's, and, and, and just see what, and and I don't think that they're saying anything major really, but there's certainly things that we can do um, on, on our end to just help i mean just do our just do our part even if it's just a little bit
0: that's right and instead of trying to crank the air conditioning down just go out and jump in the pool and all and you can cool off that way instead of running your air conditioning bill through the roof well <laughs> <But, laughs>
1: yes but yes and, and do- a couple of
0: other things that you can do is you can you can uh uh check out our our sponsors We didn't say anything earlier today about our sponsors, but we are brought to you by DFW Networking Diva, Christine Dean, who uh, can help you with your website development. She can help you uh, with your business, uh, promoting your business, networking your business, increasing your sales. And go to the website. You can even get a free consultation with her to find out more about the things that she does just to see if maybe it can be advantageous to you and to your company. And our other sponsor is Irving Chung, who is a franchise consultant and you can reach him at big, big consideration.com. Reach out to, 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 Irving. If you've ever had even the slightest thought about maybe franchising, could I, should I, what's it all about? And again, free consultation to talk to Irving about franchising to see if maybe it's something you want to get involved in. So we thank them very, very much for sponsoring our program. And also thanks again to Mark Warner, our production uh, uh, guru in helping us get this program to you in a timely manner every week. Uh, he's he's uh, he's the force behind uh, something to talk about. And we thank him very, very much. And thank you for for uh, joining us, and uh, thank you Vaughn for our, you know, promoting our national champion, Baylor Bears. And I'll go out. And, yep, go out Bears. and make it a great one, and all, and come back and see us again same time next week for another edition of something to talk about.
1: See you then. Bye.